1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: What's going on, guys? Cam Rogers here of the Tiger Woods Show. Coming on before we actually launch the full episode here because we have some breaking news about Tiger Woods' health. And he was reportedly hospitalized following a bad single-car accident in L.A. County, Tuesday morning, that's today of this released episode here, with officials requiring the Jaws of Life to free him from the vehicle. Quote, the vehicle was traveling northbound on Hawthorne Boulevard at Black Horse Road when it crashed. The vehicle sustained major damage. The driver and sole occupant was Tiger Woods. Again, jaws of life by L.A. County firefighters and paramedics, then transported to a local hospital by ambulance for his injuries. Unclear what caused the accident, according to TMZ. Cops are investigating, and again, story developing. My phone is blowing up right now with updates, but nothing new aside from what I just told you guys, so... Tiger Woods involved in a major car crash, extracted with Jaws of Life, and obviously I will be on top of this for you guys. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at MrRogers99. Follow Bridget, at Bridget K. Whalen. And obviously my heart goes out to Tiger, his family, the golf world that is obviously witnessing this story. I am going to now transition you guys into the full-on episode of the Tiger Woods Show, which, of course, talks about Tiger's chances at playing at the Masters. Obviously, they look a lot bleaker now than before. And then some analysis on the Genesis Invitational and this week's tournament, the WGC Workday Championship. So with that, I will send it along to the full episode. and welcome in this is the tiger woods show right here on the believe network the number one podcast network for professionals and we certainly are professionals cam rogers with you i'm alongside bridget whalen for yet another edition hit us up on social media i am on twitter at mr rogers 99 and on the gram at mr rogers 98 you can follow bridget on social at bridget k whalen As always, plenty of discussion coming your way on this very show. We're going to start off with Tiger Woods. Oh, that makes sense. He had an interview last weekend with Jim Nance during the Genesis Invitational. Of course, he was the host of that tournament and talked a little bit about his rehab process and coming back to the PGA Tour. Will he be back for the Masters? Bridget and I fire off our thoughts. Tony Finau gets runner-up yet again on the PGA Tour. What is going on? Or really, is there anything going on? Is he just playing good golf? We'll talk about that. Plus, Homa, the hometown kid, winning the Genesis Invitational last week. And then, of course, our picks for the WGC Workday Championship at the concession. Only golf has sports events with titles that long. So, We'll talk about that. It's a no-cut event. Plenty of stars will be in the field. Sands, Tiger Woods, and Paul Casey. But other than that, everybody is pretty much there. So that should be fun. Uh, one little item of housekeeping as well, if you guys don't know or haven't been following me on Twitter, you should because you can catch me every single Wednesday at 1140 Eastern Time on Sirius XM channel 204. And Sports Grid TV, I make my official golf betting picks. So Bridget and I pick the winners of the week every week here on the show, but I really drill down on this appearance with top 20 finishes, matchups, fun parlays, etc. cetera. So if, if you're into the sports betting scene, definitely check that out because I do reveal some of my picks there. And that seamlessly transitions us into our friends at Bet Online. Yes, football might be over, but of course, golf, NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be placing bets is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. So... Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Bridget Whalen, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Cam? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Tiger Woods doing, I guess, okay. So of course he spoke with Jim Nance during the broadcast last week during the Genesis Invitational. He said whether he'll play the Masters, quote, God, I hope so. So I think, Bridget, you know, we've gone down this road before. This is sort of par for the course, pun intended, when it comes to Tiger Woods and his health. Many times he doesn't even know because sometimes the doctors don't even know. And so it is this wait and see approach. He's putting right now. And it seems like that's really it in terms of golf repetitions. So I'll be honest with you. I know we like to be very optimistic on this show. I'm not so optimistic about his chances for playing the Masters. And even if he does, he's going to have to rely heavily on his good feelings at Augusta, of course, and just his general course history because I don't know how much actual preparation he can make for this event.
1: Yeah, uh, (laughs) I'm a little deflated.
0: (laughs) That's the perfect Uh word, yes.
1: Yeah, he looked a little loopy, firstly. So he definitely was on some muscle relaxants. uh, That is like for certain. And he just, I mean, he's not someone who shares many details relating to his personal life or his golf life. So that's not any different. But this seemed like just lack of any sort of assurance. And, and I agree with you, I do not think Tiger even knows if he'll be ready to tee it up in time for the Masters. I thought it was pretty funny Chim <laughs> dance is not really known for like questioning like that, and he was really trying to get something out of Tiger. Break some news, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that. How is the back? Like, sure. Like, when will we be playing again? But he was like, Masters, Ma- like Masters. <laughs> are we gonna, are we gonna tee it up for the Masters? It's so a I, in a
0: few weeks, buddy. What, what are we gonna do?
1: Yeah, I did appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Jim Nance. So was, that was great. Um, but I don't think that tiger was being coy. I really, I, I do not know if he knows the state of, um, recovery in the sense of playing major championship golf. It's one thing to like, you know, be hitting some balls with friends. I saw some photos of him with David Spade and and that's all fine. Oh my God.
0: I have to interject. I'm sorry. David (laughs) Spade is the funniest human on the face of this earth. And when I saw that tweet combination of Tiger Woods and David Spade I exploded internally all right continue
1: you love David Spade
0: love him oh
1: everyone listening in I often say that Cam is a a good blend of David Spade and Ryan Seacrest
0: (laughs) honestly the best compliment ever literally ever
1: (laughs) The two of them could somehow get together Cam would be the byproduct
0: oh god
1: (laughs) you're welcome um but I do think that hearing that he's still in the gym and, and doing mundane things for rehab is not great.
0: <laughs> yeah. His uh, word too, right? Mundane.
1: Yeah. He said mundane Um, Like we are weeks out at this point uh, before, you know, players are going to arrive to Augusta. So uh, I don't know. I, I hate saying that I am now edging towards, he will not be there, um, yeah. but I am. And he said, God, I hope so, <laughs> which I was like, same.
0: He almost <laughs> reacted as if that question wasn't coming. He was like, oh, God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> I know. And when I heard him say that, I was like, I feel like I just said that. <laughs> yeah. did, he, did he hear me say that? Um, but yeah, it, it was it was less than uh, less than thrilling of a response from Tiger. And I liked uh, Jim Nance at the end. He said, "We miss you." And I had previously put on my Instagram um, when a photo came out of Tiger arriving at Riviera. Hi, mm. I, I miss you. And I think that that is true for all of us golf fans out there. We miss him so much. Uh, it was nice to see him on the broadcast, but I I would prefer not to see him with a headset. I'd rather see him with you know, some sort of long iron in his hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I guess the silver lining would be, A, he's not missing much on tour by way of major championships right now. And then B, right now really isn't Tiger time anyway. Like he'll play the Farmers Insurance and sprinkle in the Arnold Palmer. But I think it's been a while since the last time he's played there on a classic sometimes too. But like his schedule really ramps up early summer, late spring, of course, the masters. And then, you know, he would try to play the players of course, as well, uh, back in the old days, the players would be in May, but you have like the major championships in the summer as well. And some WGC. So it's like, how much is he really missing? I don't know if he's missing too, too much, but also like him, not really knowing much by way of a timetable for coming back does concern me. And, Like, what's it going to do, you know, be a week before and the doctors are like, oh, now you're cleared to play. I don't think it's going to be like a flip of the switch like that. But, you know, it's going to be really hard for him to be prepared to compete with Bryson and Brooks and DJ and JT. I mean, it's going to be a really tall uphill climb for him, I think.
1: The other thing is. I feel like Augusta will still be void of that pulse, like that energy, even if they do have a limited fan base on site. And we had heard from Tiger when he came back after the PGA Tour restart from the COVID layoff, that that quietness was strange for him and a little Mm -hmm. bit foreign and took a bit of time to adapt to. So just think if he's thrust onto Augusta into that like strange, like, Kind of quiet environment. Again, now here's the thing. There was limited fan base on site at Waste Management, and it just felt so loud because we've been so used to a lack of fans. So who knows, maybe just a semblance of a crowd actually will feel more so like a crowd than the the irky, creepy quietness. Anything will but do. Yeah, like Rory has alluded to, it it feels weird being out there. So, maybe not, maybe having a limited fan base as the waste management did will help, but you have to think about like getting back into that competitive feel. It takes time, even for a player like Tiger. And I know that in his, you know, youth and and sort of his prime, he would come back from layoffs and he would win, but you have to take into consideration his body isn't there. Anymore. So, like walking Augusta, people don't realize how hilly that course actually is. Like the whole thing, if he was just to thrust himself upon Augusta, I think it probably wouldn't bode well anyway. And if he's just doing it to get back and doing it to, sh- you know, show up at the Masters, then that's one thing. But we really can't expect much out of him at yeah. this point, which is like so unfortunate. But that course is just such a beast and you know it takes a, a lot of energy to walk four rounds like that um so i don't know deflated it's a lot
0: to ask and i was listening to another golf podcast earlier this week and one of the hosts was kind of saying this is the beginning of the end and here we go like things are going to start to crumble a little bit. And I'm just like, really? Are we extrapolating that much right now? Like, come on. I know we didn't play well in 2020, Bridget. We kind of gave our grades not too long ago. But beginning of the end, I think that's a stretch.
1: I mean, I feel like that's always the narrative with him, right. though. How many beginnings in, of the end have we
0: had? <laughs> so many so, hot takes, yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there are so many beginnings and so many ends. I just feel like Tiger is that type of player where he's going to play for as long as possible, and he's going to play on this tour for as long as possible. Um, I I do not see him migrating over to PG tour champions. The moment he turns 50, I would actually see him retiring before that. Um, I see him as wanting to compete with the best of the best, the best in the world, because that's what he is. He is the best in the world. No matter what anybody says, I don't care about records. I don't care about Sam Snead's sort of wonky record. I don't even, honestly, I don't even believe that Sam Snead record. I think that's shady. So, and Jack's major record is untouchable. So like, if you're gonna wait till he gets there, it's never gonna happen. And I've said that a bunch of times, it's never gonna happen. Even if he didn't have back issues, there's just not enough time. Major championship fields, the the depth of talent is just, it's so deep that the players get younger and younger. It's like astonishing. Um, honestly i feel like what's his name akshay he's he was born in the 2000s like yeah, that's crazy. crazy so like you can't we can't keep comparing him to things he is the best golfer in the world he's the the best golfer playing right now the greatest golfer of all time maybe not the the best in the sense of his game right now dustin johnson right. just surely takes the cake there um but again i just think it, This No, I disagree with that podcast. This isn't the beginning of the 19th end. This is just what we have to expect out of him now, not only his age, the the mechanics of his body, the mechanics of his back, that he's going to need these tune-ups, that he's going to take the proper time, that he would like to to get back he's not going to rush anything there's no point for him to rush anything now I think we all just have to sort of be grateful that he's still wanting to get back out there that's awesome that's one thing one positive Mm -hmm. one of the positive things I took from that conversation with Jim Nance is that he clearly still wants to play he wants to be competitive he's just not there yet
0: Yeah, absolutely. It could be worse, right? He just doesn't want to come back. And then now what do we do? So great point. Absolutely. All right. So we'll see what happens. We'll continue to monitor Tiger's situation. Let's talk about last week in terms of the play on the course, Tony Finau coming up short yet again. He did fire a Sunday 64. So I'm not really sure if it's necessarily choking or not being able to finish but with that said 10 worldwide runners up since his last win in puerto rico it seems like he has a really good attitude about this bridget at least in the public eye but come on he's a competitor he's got to be pissed at this point point. and honestly if i were him i'd be shedding some tears at night sometimes because he has come so close so many times and he just hasn't gotten it done. And it's hard to really pinpoint why.
1: So here's the thing for me. Tony has a really great work-life balance. He has a very large family. He has uh, a very loving wife who he definitely is connected to. They are soulmates, that is evident, that is clear. His children are great, they're beautiful, they're healthy. He puts things into perspective. So I don't think that the trophy case is bothering him too much. The guy is making bank. <laughs> he has finished second more times than anyone in, in in the past. I don't even know how long. He has like 37, I think, it, what is this stat? It's like he has 37 top 10 finishes or something and the next in line is 16.
0: Yeah, Sanjay, like, I think.
1: That, that's crazy. That's double almost. So or no, it's more than double. What's wrong with my math? A well, lot's wrong with my math. But anyway, I think that Tony has a, a really good balance in the sense of he puts things into perspective. So yes, it stinks that he can't get the W and I'm sure that it bothers him a little bit that he went out and shot 64. And he couldn't get it done because that is stellar, especially at a course like Riviera, especially in how it was playing that day. Like, let alone it could have been pristine conditions. That's still incredible. Players are saying it's it was like playing like a major championship. So yeah. he's not doing anything wrong. It's just someone is showing up and doing something a little bit better. And that's what happened with Max Homa. I do not think that this bothers Tony as much as it bothers us. And I think that he is a really nice person. He's a really nice guy. He's really happy at home. So yeah, he's going to do those interviews. And I don't think that that should be a negative. That's his personality. That's who he is. Like a lot of people on social media were saying, He can't be doing these interviews after losing a playoff like that when he should have won, when he shot 64. And it's like, why not? (laughs) Like, why does he have to be this stone cold, tiger-esque robot? Like not everybody has to be that way. Tony is not, that's not who Tony is. That's evident, that's clear. So I don't think he needs to change anything. He's playing amazing. He's so talented. He's like, honestly, I would take Tony's game over anyone else. I don't really care about the wins. He's so consistent. He's going to win. He he's won before he'll do it again. Like we all need to kind of relax a little bit. It just stinks that he's always right there and he's never capitalizing because I think a lot of people are fans of his and we want to see him win. And that's honestly what I think it boils down to. If this was someone who wasn't so light this really wouldn't be the narrative. This wouldn't be the conversation because people wouldn't care that much and and that's my honest opinion
0: he hasn't missed a cut since the start of the wraparound season which was the us open tied for eighth second place at the genesis t2 at the farmers fourth at the american express so i mean there are a million golfers on the pga tour who are not playing as well as tony fino is right now Look, I think he's going to win a major at some point. Honestly, I do. And it could be perhaps at Augusta in a few weeks. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think the win is going to come. I would just feel like there's got to be some element of him just being disappointed, maybe in private. I don't know. But, He's just come so close so many times, I feel like it would get really frustrating, at least for me. I'm thinking about it from my lens. I mean, I would totally be pissed. But still, I'm cashing you know, a good amount of checks every single week, so maybe I won't be as mad. I don't know. But let's talk about the man who came in first, Max Homa, winning his hometown tournament, if you will. Beat out really a major championship type of field for his second PGA Tour win. Many of you guys probably know him from Twitter. There are opinions either way about that, but let's put it this way. It was a storybook sort of week for him because Homa first attended this event at the age of two. And now, as he said, he's part of the city of champions. By the way, I want to give a side note to Sam Burns. I think he's going to get a win pretty darn soon. He's playing well. Obviously he did not get it done on Sunday, but as for Max, um, Good for him. I think he was showing some signs leading up to this tournament. I picked him to actually finish inside the top 20. He obviously did that with some style points. So what'd you make of this win, Bridget anything uh, earth shattering to you.
1: I mean, he sort of came out of nowhere. And I know that that's not what his caddy I guess had said in hindsight and other people around him and I guess Max himself. I just wasn't on this train. I didn't realize that this was coming. I know that he had gone to that tournament many a time. I think his whole first half of his life, he went to the tournament, he mentioned. So it clearly is a place that meant a lot to Max. So that's awesome to see him win. Hometown kid, LA kid, like getting it done. It just kind of came out of nowhere for me. I honestly think that Max, I get distracted by his Twitter presence. So sometimes I'm like, did Max make the cut this week? What you almost he,
0: forget he's golfing.
1: <laughs> I'm like, is he tweeting from the course right now? Or did, did he miss the cut? Like what, what's going on here? So I get a little distracted by that. And then him coming out of nowhere and ribbing, ribbing, Hey, I like that. Winning at a place like Riviera, Yeah, um, he's ribbing, I think was just sort of like out of nowhere in a sense. Awesome. Uh, And congrats. He deserved it. He definitely he he played that shot. That approach into 18 was crazy. Whether he made the putt or not, that approach was awesome, Um, and and it was clutch. You definitely should have sunk that putt. Kind of put a little damper on the win, but, I I mean, not for him. (laughs) But, you know, for maybe, like, the viewer at home wanting that, like, electricity, like, crazy fist pump or, like, going nuts, which I think he would have done if that went in. Um, Missed that a little. But the playoff, I love a little bonus golf. So I'm all about a playoff. And and I thought that that tournament, it really, it was very enjoyable. There were some points where it got a little boring, but then it like revved right back up. I really love seeing Riviera on my TV. I want to see more of it. Those trees are my favorite trees. They are so cool. They're like creepy, spooky. I I just love the course in general. And and I think um, a major championship should definitely go back.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was playing tough last week. Max Homa, T18 at the Farmers, T42 in Phoenix, T7 at Pebble Beach, and then finishing first at the Genesis. So poking around on those leaderboards and then obviously getting it done there. So we shall see how he does the rest of the way this PGA Tour season. We're going to talk about this week, but first want to give a brief moment here to talk about our Newest sponsor, eBay. Whether we're talking about rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace, eBay, is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Okay, so this week, it is the World Golf Championships Workday Championship at the concession. 72 person field no cut event the concession course is in the tampa area nobody knows about it aside from bryson dechambeau who won it or won there i should say back in 2015 during the ncaa division one championships so it's going to be interesting to see bridget i mean you're in orlando kind of ish close-ish to tampa do you know much about this course
1: I know nothing about this course. I like how you said it's title, I guess we could call it, without taking a breath. That was impressive.
0: That's what I do as a host, Bridget.
1: I always like the when, like I wish they continued to call it WGC Mexico, but it was in Florida. Like I love when that happens.
0: That would have been hilarious.
1: So I was like, I mean, that has happened before with golf and I it's just like my favorite thing. So I was hoping we were going to play the WGC Mexico in Florida, but... You know,
0: it's almost like Sunday night football on Thursday night.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's perfect. It's like, yeah, this makes complete sense. Right. Um, But yeah, I know nothing about this course. I know that Florida weather has been great lately. That's about all I could add there.
0: There's going to be a lot of water and plenty of bunkers on this course. A little bit long, too, so perhaps a bomber's paradise this week. We shall see. Dustin Johnson is the favorite. John Rahm second. Xander Shoffley third. Real quick, last week, Bridget, Justin Thomas missed the cut. You were kicking yourself about that. We talked about it last week, passing of his grandfather. You had to wonder if that was part of the equation for his missing the cut. I went with Joaquin Neiman. He finished tied for 43rd, so I only got like $29,000. So with that said, Bridget, you still have a $1.1 $1. $1 million lead, so you're fine.
1: Very good. I'm <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I don't know what to say there. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had something to say maybe about Justin Thomas. but
1: I mean, I just thought that that was going to sort of – Maybe I don't know. Obviously, I don't know him at all, but I just thought that that might have put a little fire in his belly and, like, hey, I want to win this for my grandpa, but I totally understand it going the other way. I just tend to irk on the side of, you know, grossly being positive. (laughs) So I may have overestimated um his ability to get over something as uh sort of tragic as that and apologies on that end but um I think that Justin Thomas I don't see that performance as indicative of anything per se I think that maybe as I said to you he probably just wasn't in the right headspace and I came very close to going with Patrick Cantley who didn't really finish all that well but he played really well last week
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cantlay has been really good around the greens, and that's something that might come in handy this week, so we shall see. Yeah, Justin Thomas will be fine. There's no doubt about that. All right, well, I'll jump in with my pick here, and I'm going to go with John Rahm. And it's for a couple of reasons. Reason number one, his approach game is absolutely unbelievable. He's fourth in this field within the last 24 rounds in terms of total strokes gained approach. He's first in strokes gained par fives, and four of the five hardest holes on this course are par fives, which is pretty unique. And then this, is, of course, is a Jack Nicholas design. So John Rahm is fifth in this field in strokes gained total on Jack Nicholas courses. So all that put together, I think he's going to win this week. He is second on the odds board.
1: I think that concession being closely related to Mirfield Village is definitely going to bode well for ROM. Agreed. So like yeah. I'm going with Victor Hoblin. I love this kid. I root for him anyway, but now that I'm picking him, it'll just be twice as nice to get to root for him that much harder. He's the second best ball striker in the world over the last 90 days, only behind DJ. I think that he is just trending, trending, trending. And he won last year on this week in Puerto Rico. So maybe it's like that time of year thing, like Burger has that sort of time of year, like <laughs> he popping He definitely off. does. I think Hovland and Burger, like they kind of, they, to me, they have similar vibes. Hovland is like a cherub, maybe not as gritty as burger, but Hovland's a baby. He has time to work and grow into that grit. But I like their games being like sort of compatible in the sense of how I view them, so. I don't know. Maybe he's akin to burger and he's going to pop off on a similar timeline.
0: Yeah. I like that pick a lot. He is, let's see, plus 2,250 to win this week. Another name that we should kind of just monitor Colin Morikawa averaged nearly two strokes on his approach. Uh, two strokes gained throughout the week and then lost two on average with his putter so I think if his putter is just field average I mean he should be fine his approach game is fantastic right now so keep an eye on Colin Morkawa this week and once again it is a no cut event so it should be interesting and we're going to have all the stars throughout the weekend as well all right
1: what that That's- means what's that Mr. Jack do you know what that means
0: what does it mean
1: Money. Everyone oh, yeah. Everyone is going to make <laughs> money.
0: <laughs> Jordan Spieth, by the way, did not qualify for this tournament.
1: Uh, so. Devastating. What? What is his world rank currently? I
0: actually don't know. Okay. It's got to be outside the top 50 because.
1: But it has to be better than 69. Is that what he was coming into pebble? I feel like it was. I could be way off. Let's just, let's give our viewers some info i mm-hmm. going to OWGR right now. I'm going to look up Jordan.
0: I'm actually on it as well. Ooh, he's oh. 61st, Bridget.
1: 61st, okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So he just missed the cutoff. By the way, Tiger was 50th leading into this week, so.
1: Sure was. That's a, all right. Why'd you have to bring?
0: Him? I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Oh, he man. was just kind of there on the list, staring at me.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So, yeah. <sighs> There you have it. We'll have some more Spieth content coming very soon. And of course, plenty of more Tiger Woods discussion right here on the Tiger Woods Show. That's going to do it for Bridget Whalen. I am Cam Rogers, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.